<laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first episode of the Salty Bro Book Club. Uh, that's a good name. <laughs> we are here. Uh, I, I have, uh, I shall introduce myself. My name's Adam. Dave. And we are here to pleasure your earbuds and eye holes with a book study of this book that we're reading right now. Waking Up. Let's turn off George Michael for a second. <laughs> Waking Up. I'm turning it off. We turned off George Michael. You're ruining my mood already. Okay. First episode of the book club. We went on a mission. We, we, I don't know how this happened. Can you, how did it happen? You said you had an app. I said that I was following an app and that I had been listening to another podcast where these soldiers who were in special forces had been using this gentleman, Sam Harris's meditation techniques to sort through and like decompartmentalize traumas that they had seen and experienced. And we had been talking about it. We went straight from George to Vietnam. Dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So like you and I had been talking about yeah. Sam Harris and the app and, and all that stuff. And then I said I was going to order the book. And then you immediately were like, no way. Like I've got the book at my house. I've kind of started to read it. And like literally the next day it showed up at my house. And we came up with a plan to read the first chapter and have a discussion on it. And here we are. Here we are. We're going to break it down. We're going to go chapter by chapter. That could be cool. This first chapter, you know, I'll tell you how I came into the book. I was traveling through Wyoming. Okay. And we were going through the mountains. Okay. And there was this house that had this, like, bookshelf library thing in oh, front wow. of it. And it was like, take a book. So I went up to the bookshelf. I turned the car around, went back to it. And I was like, I'll, go, I'll, t- I'll look in here see what they got. And I, I saw this one in there. And uh, I'd heard about it. I heard Sam Harris talk about it on different shows and podcasts. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I grabbed it. And, uh, and that's how I got my copy. When did you start reading <clears> it? I started reading it uh, probably last week. Yeah, it wasn't long ago. I, I'd only read about 12 pages. And then you got the book. And I was like, we should, we should do this together. As a salty bro book book club, <laughs> we're in this together. Uh huh. And uh, and yeah, so you know, it's a it's it's called waking up. It's a guide to spirituality without religion. Where do you stand on religion? What should where first before we go into it? The first chapter is called spirituality. Where do you stand on all this stuff? Uh, I feel like everybody is on their own spiritual path, and that you know. One thing that I picked up from his book that I thought was so intriguing was that he was talking about all these different religions and how their belief systems seem to be like regional and just kind of based on the area. And, you know, like there's a certain theme involved. Like if you move region to region to region, like there's certain things that they all have like in common, um, but they can be radically different. Um, and I just thought that was like so like intriguing to think about religions in Japan and Buddhism and Islam and Christianity and like, you know, what they share in common, but then also how they differ like in some like fundamental things. Right. Where, where do you stand on it? What's your relationship with, <clears throat> with the ever-flowing nature of being? Like what's my stance with spirituality? What's my stance with religion? 
Well, what's your what's your stance with spirituality? Like, why why does this book intrigue you? Uh, the book intrigues me because I'm such a firm believer in like things come into our life when they need to come in, and uh, you know I have been in a weird place spiritual where like I'm a believer and I seek to contact and connect with that source, um, but have been also very uh, stubborn. And like disconnected at the same time like I've got this you know you've I've seen enough here like you know I'm good and um, you know that's obviously it's not not the case but why would I limit myself on growth that could potentially be endless like that's a lifelong journey so why would I just stop walking and, and not move forward now yeah you believe in God I do believe in God I, I can call it, you know, whatever the name is, God, universe, uh, you know, whatever. And to me, to me, there's always has to be some sort of underlying thing that holds all of this together. Um, if you really, for me, like just step back and think about it, like, man, I'm comprised of so many atoms and molecules and like it's all just works. You know, I breathe without even having to think about it. There's planets right now. We were talking about the sun earlier. The sun is exploding and has Come all this on. stuff going on. And like, <clears throat> I can't see it, but I'm part of it. Yeah. Like, Which is why I love what this book talks about and the meditative and mindful practice because it's something you can feel. I would agree. It's not something that, that you can construct or you can communicate. But if you get into the crease of, of uh, awareness or beingness, and I don't know, one of the things, at least for me, I've been learning is happiness is something that can be that is within us. It's not outside of us. It's within us. And this whole I mean, like the best the best example I can think of is when he first started the chapter, when he talked about taking MDMA with his friend. Yeah. For me, that I understood that uh, I've never taken MDMA. But I can understand what he was saying because he no longer he was with his friend and he, he had this love for him that was like, why would I never not want the best for this person? Mm -hmm. And anyone could walk through the door right now and I would just I would want the best for them. Yeah, but he touched on that. He touched on the fact that like we can get jealous and like envious of our like close those people that are closest to us because of the things that they're acquiring or like their life and. Uh, then he touches on that where like, that's not love. Like love is wanting the best for somebody always, like regardless of outcomes for yourself or, you know, and I thought that was amazing. Uh, but he only got to that level because he was like in this conscious state where he was feeling and expressing like everything that was, um, you know, tapping into his senses at that moment. Right. Uh, one of the things that I thought was super interesting was when he starts talking about we're not even happy, like on our way to happiness, like because we're so sidetracked with all these other things like, well, maybe if I get the new job or maybe I get the new boat or maybe if I get the, you know, add whatever variable into that equation. And in our minds, we think we're going to be happy once we get it. But there's always this sense of like um, being unfulfilled, even after you attain it, because there's something next to acquire. Yeah. Right. And like I can speak from my experience. 
I, anybody who knows me knows that I can be on my phone constantly. I can be on it. I can be disengaged, you know, and just bombarded with all these things. And I'm not really experiencing the moment. I'm like disconnected. I'm thinking about what do I got to eat? What do I want for, you know, this week's workout? What do I need to do for today? And, and just all these like bombarding thoughts. And it's not very clear. Like my reality is very muddied. You know, like I'm trying to push all these things and like see the world and my experience with all this other stuff going on. And it's very blinding, at least from my experience. And you've been you've been not only reading this, but you've been doing the app too, right? Yeah. <clears throat> the meditation. Yeah. What's it, the effect that you've had so far since using that this week? Game changing for me. Game changing for me because I'm the type of person that when we're having a discussion, normally there's 5,000 other things going through my brain. But, you know, I have the, the ability on the app and like my routine is this. I'll wake up in the morning, I'll make coffee and I'll pour it. And then while I'm waiting for it to cool down, I'll usually like read a little bit of the book. And then I'll, once I'm done reading parts of the book, then I'll just set my app to, you know, the daily meditation. And he's got a couple of options. I can do 20 minutes, I can do 10 minutes, I can do a 60 minute one if I wanted to. Um, you know, and I'll just sit there and I'll just start my day off that way. Like turning inward, like learning how to control um, thoughts and like focusing and directing attention to where it should be, which is just being right here right now. And um, man, it's been amazing for me. Yeah, the, the first chapter, he really talks about the meditative practice, the mindful practice, what it actually is doing. And one of the things he said that jumped out at me is a lot of people, <laughs> this is interesting because this is what I thought meditation was. A lot of people are closing their eyes and thinking. Yes. Yep. That's what they're doing. They're just closing their eyes and thinking and going where their thoughts are going. But that's not what meditation is. Meditation and mindfulness is closing your eyes or open. You do it open eat too, but and just realizing that you are thinking. Yep. You just you just observe the thoughts. You don't hold on to them. You don't explore them. You listen to. He he named like five. What did he say? Vasasapa meditation or whatever. Vasasana. Yeah, and he was just kind of talking about like what that what that looks like. Well, you've got you've got several things going on. You've got your body, which is how you feel you know, like physically feel. You've got your emotions, which is your mood and how your, you know, your feels, your feeling feels are. you got your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then you've got your sensory perception, which is all of the reality and environment around you. Noises of a door opening up, cars going by, birds chirping. Mm -hmm. And the idea for the meditative practice is just to be aware of all these things without labeling, labeling them, judging them, or identifying them. And you're essentially just watching it or, or, yeah, you're the watcher of all these things pass through your conscious experience. Mm -hmm. And that's all it is. Yeah. It's tough, man. I can tell you that from my experience. But he, he gradually like eases you into it. And I think the biggest thing that I had always thought was, you know, I can't, I'm not allowed in meditative states to have a thought, you know, or I would kind of go one of two ways. I would not like try not to have a thought and then whatever I'm thinking about automatically comes in anyway and then I can get fixated on that and I think one of the things that I've learned is like that's okay it's okay to have a thought like those things are going to come naturally just because I'm inundated with stimulation throughout my day-to-day -day life and you know once I have that thought to to 
switch the gear and then like refocus in on my breathing just very simply. Yeah. You know, to kind of turn my attention back to what's important because again, those things are dragging me out of like right here, right now. And I'm, I'm, you know, like only like a toe in the water when I should be fully submerged into like my experience. Yes. It was game changing for me, man, because, you know, I, you can always play the what if game, but it's like, how many things have I like missed, you know, as a result of just being um, off in left field, like not really in the moment, like how many real moments uh, could I have been of service or impactful and then I'm just, I'm void and I'm somewhere else completely. Yeah, the, the trippiest thing for me with the meditative practice, because my, my routine's pretty similar, mm. is is waiting for something to want to happen. Mm. So like while I'm doing my meditative practice in the morning, it's like all of a sudden I can feel intuitively from the inside an action wanting to manifest. Whether that be to go back inside and grab a different book or to go back inside and, and uh, start typing on the computer or working on something. It's like as soon as I wake up, I get the coffee, I go out to the porch and I just start sitting and I listen. I listen to my mind. I listen to the birds. I listen to my body. I listen to my emotions. And I just wait. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm going to check something on my phone. It's like it really is just awareness of action. It's like I'm consciously realizing that I'm speaking right now through my and moving my hands and like to really be present with what is actually happening rather than what could be or what was. Right. And then, you know, it, it ties in with all my, you know, action, the, the philosophy of Taoism, which is essentially like things will begin to happen on their own. When you start to recognize that you're breathing and you're speaking and your thoughts and like, like this morning it was interesting because I called someone. Like it wasn't even, it was just, I was sitting there and it was like, and I'm calling somebody right now. <laughs> it just kind of happened. Because I was in that meditative state, I was aware that this this motion is happening. Right. It was real trippy. How would you say that your quality of life has improved since kind of tapping into this uh, this viewpoint and like method that he seems to have found? Yeah, I mean, it's it was. I'll tell you, it was cool reading it because it 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 was nice reading someone else who felt the way I felt about mm. this stuff. It was like I, f I didn't feel so alone in how I experienced my meditative or mindful practices. It was like, because, you know, I've been reading teachers have been teaching me all this shit recently. Sure. And then just to hear his personal experience and his story for me was the best parts about it. Man, my life has improved immensely. It's like, it's like, um, I have not, I've, I've, I've begun to, like, it feels like every day progress in the form of my mental and emotional state is improving and it's been that way since i started like every day i'm getting better and better and better right just being like i'm not like it's the craziest thing like i can sit i can i remember the other day the three things i did was like i cut my hair i went for a jog and i cooked myself food and it was like the best day ever like i, I fully enjoyed those three simple practices Right. And I didn't feel like, because you know how I am, dude. I, I, I feel like I always have to be doing something or working. You're a pinball. I'm fucking, you bounce. Yeah, dude. I'm all over the place all the time. And this has been like tonight at the group tonight. Remember when he was like being still as an action? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, man. 
you hit it with the truth bomb. For me, that's how it is. The action is the always the natural, easy part for me. The still, I mean, movement is always the easy part. Stillness has like the action I have to take. Can you tell a difference when you don't do it? Don't like, do what? Like when you don't meditate and like you're not like focused on like the moment and just kind of, you know, outside things are kind of coming in full bore. Can you tell a difference like when you don't practice? Oh, man. So this is a tough one because when COVID hit, all I went, I dove, the, I dove, the, dove so fucking deep, dude, into all this stuff. That like that became my default setting. So like, I don't I don't not do it. And sure. Then, and then days when it doesn't happen, which is rare, because it can be done anywhere. Like the mindful practice is just an awareness that you're existing in a moment in time that has never happened before, and it's happening through you and around you, and it's a goddamn miracle. It's like how the fuck is any of this happening? I'm doing it right now. Yeah, it's it can happen any time. It's like all day. That's what I was sharing about tonight. Was like. I know when I need to call someone or talk to someone or do something because I'm beginning to feel my thoughts in the future or in the past and I get anxiety and mm. stuff like I can normally combat it mentally and just go, oh, it's just a thing coming through. Yeah, for sure. And that's part of the practice, too. But a lot of times it does take for me, at least sharing with someone else to just get myself out of my head. It's really tough sometimes to like especially engaged in conversation to be mindful and aware of like, you know, the sounds and, and things and the person, like for me at least, because again, more often than not, what I'm really doing is waiting for like that person to, like I've already formulated my rebuttal of the conversation rather than just be like, you know, almost cliffhanging on their words to like have a, a much more like in-depth conversation, you know, rather than uh, it'd be dual. It's more like, what can I like add? Boom, boom, boom. And so you mean in your mind, you've got like a, a, uh, a bullet in the chamber. Yeah, pretty much. Like while usually, typically, prior to like this practice and investigating where this waking up can like push me into attentiveness and like mindfulness and like consciousness of my body and my surroundings and like even the quality of air that I'm breathing and all these things, uh, normally... I would be kind of scatterbrained and then, you know, you might be speaking a point, but in my mind, I'm already like two steps ahead, like formulating a response or like a, another question. Oh. So it's taught me to like pause, be more attentive to like the thoughts that are coming into my head and then like turn that around and just be patient to listen, you know, to somebody else's expression of, of the moment. It's been super rad actually. Man, now that I'm thinking about it, now that you're describing it, it's making me realize like how much this practice, this meditative practice has improved my level of just fun with life mm -hmm. because it really gets the nonsense out. Mm -hmm. You know, if I can, if I can be present and enjoy just listening to what the world and what my mind and what my body is doing, it's like, whoa, dude, like just driving down the road or just talking to a friend or just anything is fun writing listening reading it's like i don't know it, it's 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 changed the way that i experience life really um because it it taught me well i you know i, I kind of was brought to my knees in the sense that i was trying to will happiness into my life and how'd that turn out <laughs> 
Yeah, it didn't didn't work. <laughs> it did not work. Um, I thought there was something I had to get or something I had to do or skill sets I had to acquire. And it just didn't work. And yeah, since starting all this stuff, everything's gotten a million times better. I no longer care what I'm doing anymore. Mm. Because it just feels like everything's being done through me. I have a sense of... Um... You know, people used to say, oh, like, you're exactly where you need to be, like, right here, right now, in that moment of time. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, save it. Um, but now, you know, I understand what that expression means. Like, um, I had somebody tell me, like, I'm always perfectly placed in the universe. Like, I'm always exactly where I need to be, like, when I need to be there. And, um, you know, I'd be like, ah. Whatever, like they're you're not wrong. I mean, they're they're not wrong, but it doesn't make any sense. There's no meaning to it. Uh, I mean, I know I, what you're saying, you know, and but like you watching or listening, this is you were meant to be here. You are meant to because you're here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> any more brain busters? Uh, but, but I get what you're saying. But I understand it now, mm -hmm. right? Like it's crazy. Like if I'm if I'm really aware, and I'm really like trying to like tap into this like you know inner self and i'm really like just following the path then like i'm gonna be good you know like i don't think it's a it's a mistake that like i'm here now we're having this conversation and that like we both just happen to have the same book at the same time yeah they looked so much the same look at this <laughs> They look so goddamn the same. <laughs> if you get, if you're on audio, you can't see it, but it's like clouds. Oh, there's a face in it, dude. I know it looked like Prometheus for a second. Did you Did you notice that? Yeah. I just noticed that. Oh my god, that's pretty trippy. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you, dude. Like that's. It's true. That is true. We are exactly where we're supposed to be, and there's it's a goddamn miraculous that anything even is is, is happening. My life has gotten, it wasn't not enjoyable beforehand, right? Like, but it, when you say what you said, like about just being hyper aware and like focused, the, some of the simplest things, like now rather than just kind of give like a quarter of my attention to, like, you know, I'm focused in on like my breathing. Like I'll give you an example. Like if I'm like playing my guitar, I used to just kind of be like as a secondary thing, just kind of like looking off or like be bopping around and like not really like focused in on like my hand or this hand or anything. And like now when I play, like I'm literally just trying to like breathe in and like also like keep my, my breath focused, but also like I'm watching like the vibration on the strings and I'm like watching my hands just more like hyper focused is, is what I would say. Yeah. So like I feel more connected to that instrument now. Right. Rather than just like, oh, this is an object that I can like pluck on. And yeah, like, fiddle with. Right. And like <clears throat> notes will appear. Hmm. Yeah. It had me, it had me thinking about what you just said, had me thinking about um, just, just the impermanency of anything that we do or the change inherent in what we do that like. You're focused on your hands and the strings and everything. I can focus so much on like what I'm saying or doing like publicly and think it could be like I'll, I'll beat myself up for stuff I may or may not have posted or said or done. Right. When I'm not 
I guess it's, I, I just, it's, it's, this whole practice has taught me how to let go. Mm. Like, like action I make really is a, is a drop in the cosmic ocean. It's just a little ripple and it has no bearing on what this moment currently has for me. If I bring my past choices or my past or my thoughts or my self-criticisms into the current moment, it takes me out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, right? Like, that stuff can jade the current moment that I'm in. Yeah. Right. Like, and then again, like if I'm letting those things do that, then I'm never actually part of that moment. And I think some of the biggest things that I have gotten out of it is like, right now is a perfect moment. Like it's every moment that I have is, it can potentially be perfect if I'm like tapped into it and I'm never going to get that one back. You know, like it's gone. It's it's over with. This moment right now is over with. And, you know, there's another one coming. And if I choose to, I can be in this stream of, uh, of life, really, if you look at it that way for me. Like, or I can just, you know, sit back and, and just kind of enjoy the matrix. Or I can take the pill and like wake up, essentially. And, uh, you know, start living in a whole separate reality that I've been missing for this entire time. Right. Yeah, we don't even realize it. We're so governed by our environment and our behaviors. And just, I mean, I remember the day, I remember when I realized I was thinking for the first time. <laughs> what I was, happened? I was, 20, I was 26 and a half years old. I don't. It's. I think it's a story for another time. I'll, I think I'll tell. I'll. They can tell it later. But fair enough. But yeah, like I, I was twenty six and a half years old, and never realized that I was thinking that I was a conscious entity that had thoughts. That's a dangerous thing. Yeah, and shit. I mean, imagine what I could have done if I'd known this stuff earlier. It's. It's one of those things where it's like, I wish they taught. We taught this more regularly. You know. It sounds crazy talk, right? Like it sounds. Like when you, you can speak to people about it and if their mind is open enough, then the message will, will just kind of come through clear. But if you're not, like if you would have spoken to me about this stuff, you know, six months ago, I'd have been like, oh God, like miss me with the hippie bullshit, bro. Like, I don't want to hear it. Like, I'm good here. That's so weird. Wild, isn't it? Because like, there's really nothing more real than like experiencing our experience like there's nothing more real like this all this stuff has really made me not give a fuck about what anyone else is doing like if someone's not in my field of vision not in my current reality if there's not it's like the only thing that's real is what's unfolding in front of my eyes yeah i agree it's really made me it's it's if it makes me feel more free and adaptable and i don't feel like i have to go anywhere or fit in with anyone or anything or i have to let other ideas or people or philosophies take space in my mind because there's nothing more than just being here you know and it's i don't know it's it's a trip you know what's funny is that that earlier you and i were talking about um we were listening to a band and i said perhaps that's probably the best show i've ever seen in my life and and it, it's relative to the conversation we we're having because i just remember he was like the band was cake and the band's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. band's going and he's just like on this like 20 minute rant about, you know, get off your phones, get off social media, like 
you know, just stop taking pictures and just, just like let unleash this whole like stream of consciousness. And he, the whole point behind it was, you know, and I remember vividly, he said, you're going to look at all these moments and photos and you're going to realize that you were never actually part of that. And like, dude, when he said that, like, like it switched, my mind was just like blown and, you know, fast forward to now, like I didn't really quite understand it then. You know, and then like now you look at it and it's like, he's right. You know, like I see so many people that video concerts or, you know, or whatever they're doing. And they're just so inundated with like trying to get the likes and trying to be, you know, 15 second popular. I'm I'm guilty of it myself. So I don't want to exclude myself from that conversation. But like in reality, like, man, like am, am I doing that? Like I've missed so many moments where like, you know, if you went and talked to somebody from like 1960s Woodstock, they could tell you what it smelled like, what the music probably felt like, you know, when they were really high on acid, but <laughs> you know, they were like physically like in that moment for those days. They weren't like, Oh, Hey, better post that to Snapchat and Instagram. Like this is cool. Yeah. Even deeper than that though. Like even the idea, if you follow the thread of your consciousness and you keep digging deeper into the meditative practice, Every day is like that concert. Like yeah. there's no real difference between your waking life of experiencing the birds and, and a random caterpillar and a song coming from a speaker box mm-hmm. versus being in a giant auditorium with millions of people watching Kiss or Eddie Vedder, whoever you're watching, jam out. It's like being present no matter where you are for whatever what wants to be. If you like it, it's a lot of it for me feels like dumbing yourself down. Like a lot of it is like, and I'm really kind of on this, like be more like you're almost like unlearning and becoming childlike. It's like, what do you feel like doing? Mm-hmm. It's like, we're in this playground, planet earth. What do we really feel like doing? Like when the, when the COVID hit, I remember I was out there and I was like legitimately playing music and stomping around the backyard. <laughs> and I was just like, this is what I wanted to do. I can do it today. Yeah, I can do it. I can do it right now. And in my mind, in my body, I'm feeling like I'm dancing with a hundred different people. But it was just me in a backyard. And it's, you know, I, I think it's so fascinating how our minds, we can have ideas of, or expectations or, of what, what things should be that should be grandiose and incredible. When, man, if we if we focus in on the, the like, I guess the the uh, the vastness of our own mind and consciousness that's that's incredulous all in itself uh the 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 way it, just to be and then and then you get in a car or go somewhere and it's like you're going somewhere for the first time there's a story there's this dude that shared in the meeting and he said and i think people in recovery programs and 12-step stuff like they they're on to something because they hit it hard with being in the will of the universe and the meditation and stuff and this guy He's in this meeting and he's he's like 30, 40 years sober and he basically zonked out like an old timer you see where they're like, they're in another wavelength. And he was like, every morning I wake up to a brand new woman and he's been married to his wife for like 45 years. But it's like he's meeting her for the first time every morning. And it wouldn't be surprising to me if I were to talk to him and find out that he's he does all the meditations all the time. Right. Yeah. In the back of my mind, we're like, I have that song like in from a... Uh... Willy Wonka, where he's talking about, come with me, <laughs> pure <laughs> imagination, you know, and like, why, yeah, see, right, like, 
But I feel like that could be us. That could be anybody who's willing to like take the time to... I know for myself, I won't speak for anybody else, but I know a lot of times in the pursuit, like I was talking about, in the pursuit of being happy and chasing these things that I think are going to make me happy, a lot of times if you know I'm not focused, I can really lose myself. So even when I arrive at that destination, I'm not really happy, right? Like now it's just like a what's next and like where are we going from here kind of thing. And it's why like for me... Um, some of my most peaceful like moments and some of my most like fond memories of recent are usually when I'm like out in like nature and like my phone's in the truck or, you know, I'm, I'm just completely disconnected from technology and I'm not worried about who I'm going to respond back to or like what, you know, I'm not worried about the outside world. I'm, I'm more worried about enjoying uh, the sunset that I have in Louisiana or like, I'm just enjoying watching these animals run around as if I wasn't even there, like out in the woods. Um, that I think is like where I want to kind of get more into. Yeah. When I came back from the beach, the eight hour car ride, I felt like I sat in the car for eight minutes. Like I didn't even know, like I was just so, it's so, I don't know. It's so reality, the capital R reality. Um, the big R, the big R dude. It's to me, it's, it's a thing. (laughs) 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 But yeah, dude, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I want to be in the crease of the moment and like, that's a lot of times, dude, like I don't even realize it. I'll be indoors somewhere Mm -hmm. and I'll just, I'll step outside and be like, I can't, why did I not step outside 20 minutes ago? Yeah. Like being outside is so much better, dude. Yeah, I I try to do as much of it as I possibly can. It's really strange for me, man. Like, but I just want to to get as close to like our primal like ancestors like mentality and like you know like things the way they live their life like as I can be, mm-hmm. you know, without obviously like giving up certain certain luxuries. But um, yeah, like, man, like toilet water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to like throw myself into a creek. No. Um, but I was talking with somebody and I'm like, I just enjoy simple things like take away all the excess and like, let's just reduce it down to like a simple thing or like a simple process. And, you know, where there's less moving parts and and less noise, I think. That's the thing that's crazy, dude. Is like, we literally have so much cool shit. Like we live like Kings. We live like wizards. We live like fucking gods oh 100 we got a fucking giant tv we got this audio internet pot i could dude i was literally wicked i fell into a k-hole on wikipedia about all these channelers apparently people can channel spirits one of them's called one of them's name is uh <laughs> zool uh, zool no it's like something really normal it's like steve or something but there's like a whole book all these books by steve let me that... find out steve's a master <laughs> wizardy but anyway it's like you can anything you're interested in in the palm of your hand, you can dig in. We're, what are we watching? Fucking 90s techno dance dance hall videos from the 90s. Yeah. Just a video camcorder in a 90s techno hall. It's like, what? We, just, we can just be there for a minute. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I have no, I think technology is amazing, right? But again, I think for me, it really has the ability um, because, you know, where we grew up, man, like we grew up 
in this weird time where like it was introduced into our life and we kind of grew up with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we went from like not really having any technology to like growing up with it. So it's like, you know, I kind of have my foot in both worlds of like running around outside my backyard barefoot all summer long to like, you yeah. know, now being able to have, like you said, have a, I have a supercomputer in my hand. Um, but everything in moderation, right? Like it's a, it's a tool and a resource. Like I need to, cause I thought about it like, Oh, maybe I'll just go, go like super cheap and I'll just get like a flip phone. But then like, that's impossible. Like if I need to use my phone to like, I ordered shorts today because I could. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I was, the way, way I was thinking about it was like how there's, there's like no amount of riches we can get that, that really is, is like the whole idea of the meditation and all the spiritual practices is like keep you in the moment. So when you do go look at that phone, you're just aghast at how incredible the fucking thing is. Right. Yeah. Uh, because, we, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it is a tool. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for the progression and I like, I'm excited for the journey to continue to just explore and unlock these, these, you know, areas of my mind, man, that like, I've just not been, I don't want to say not aware of, but just not interested to like tap into. And what I'm super excited for, and I think we should definitely go and do it and then maybe speak on each other's experiences. I have done it a couple of times, but we need to go do those uh, sensory deprivation chambers. I need to do, yeah, we need to do that. That's that's next on the docket. Salty bro in the salt tank, dude. Super salty bros in the salt <laughs> tank. You know what? We should do that. We should yeah. definitely do that. Um, but what what about here? Before we close up here on the on the chapter, anything else jump out at you? I'll, let me say what I didn't like about it, because I I love I don't I don't like how smart Sam Harris is. <laughs> no, it's it's he is my good. my favorite parts were when he was talking about his personal experience. And when he got, it's when he got too far into the weeds of like the historic principles of Buddhism. And yeah. Where I'm, I'm like, you know. I got what he was saying. Like democracy, I got where he was trying to go rule, into. institutions, graphomaniacal worship. I mean, that's, although to some of his stuff is fascinating. It was like, I really enjoyed his personal experience. I loved when he was talking about like Scientology and like. That was awesome. Just man. like how that all like came to be. And then, you know some of the components of it i was just like wow yeah and it's it's i the thing i love the most about him is i relate and i i adhere to his logic where he talks about empirical evidence of Mm. buddhist practices they're not trying to make you believe in spaghetti monsters or the first ever zombie no they've got science he's got science to like back up what he's like speaking on, which I thought was super rad, especially actually, I'm just wired that way. You know what I mean? Like, Same here. Yeah. And also the idea of the Buddha being the awakened one too, is like, uh, it doesn't mean they're om, om, omniscient or they're some sort of a higher being, or they're just enlightened in the sense that they've woken up from the dream of consciousness. They realize that they're embodying the presence of the universe, that everything is one expression of love or harmony. Uh, they just live in perpetuity in that experience, that unfolding of, of cosmic uh, energy, you know. Yeah, I love when he starts talking about that, like we've all been given like such a variety of like skills and artistic and athletic and intellectual and like 
all these things like in our day-to-day affairs and like and then I love he goes on to say that like so what would a spiritual master be a master of and you know he's like at a minimum it would be no longer suffering certain cognitive and emotion emotional illusions Mm. above all they will no longer feel identical to their thoughts Mm. which I thought was like super powerful because again right like I can get in these delusions and um because I can let sometimes I can let my thoughts just dominate me, man. Like, you know, I, I can get hyper fixated on something, and it, that one particular drop of oil in like the water of my brain can just be dominant and like you know pollute it to a point where I'm off in a whole separate reality and like I don't even know what's going on, you know. And and again, like it's it's a it's a journey to mastery. And um, I look forward to embarking on that and seeing where this this uh, knowledge takes me. Me too, dude. Because uh, if you master yourself, you master the world entire. And I think, and I don't know if we're going to get to this yet. Uh, did he mention it in this that the idea, yeah, self is an illusion. Yeah. Like we're literally all living in a state of psychosis. It's all an illusion. Yes. Yeah. The way I was thinking about it the other day, but like the sun. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I think of my, uh, if I, I think of the whole the entirety of the cosmos as one. I think of the sun, like we're all interconnected. The solar flares and the ripples around the surface is like the bubbling of my ego or myself. It's just dancing. It's just pre- presenting. It's just playing around. But the reality is I'm, I'm this one expression. We're all this one expression of, of cosmic uh, creativity or consciousness. Um, and did he mention that? Did he talk about that? The self being an illusion? Yeah, like, like, a little bit in that first chapter, yeah. Yeah, like the idea of me doesn't really exist. Yeah. Are we we're gonna save that for, let's save that for next time. We can do that. <laughs> okay, because let's we can definitely uh, do that. So next time we got the mystery of consciousness, chapter two. I'm excited. Um, yeah, dude. The, how to meditate? They had it in here. Mystery of consciousness. We're gonna hit a salt tank. We'll do that. We'll, I'm, yeah, we'll, we'll do, we're gonna hit mystery of consciousness. We're gonna put salt tank on the docket. And yeah, is there anything else we we want to do before we're done? No, I think I'm good. What's the what's the rollout song? We had George uh, George Michael. Yeah, we got to do the Willy Wonka. <laughs> what's the Willy Wonka? Uh, yeah, pure imagination. In? Pure imagination, dude. All right. Well, thank you for joining the Salty Bro. What is it called again? The Salty Bro Down. Salty Bro Book Club. <laughs> the Salty Bro Book Club. Book Club. It has been a pleasure to enjoy your leisure. All ours. And we want to leave you with this song by Gene Wilder from the classic 1971 film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Wake Pure up. imagination. Wake up. Go get the book. Join us along. Double time. Make a wish. Count to three. Come with me and you'll be Perfect song. In a world your imagination Make a wish and you'll see into your imagination. Look, it's on. We'll begin with a spin traveling in the world of my creation. What we'll see will defy explanation. If you want
want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do it, want to change the world, there's nothing to it. I know to compare with pure imagination Living there you'll be free If you truly wish to be If you truly 